Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well. I know I'm stoked to be here with you. Glad that you're here. And today we're going to be discussing the tale of two mindsets. That's right. We can have more than one mindset throughout the course of our lifetime. I know that your mindset has changed. And you know what? Mine has too. And it will probably continue to do so. You know, as we age, as we get older, as we get more mature, as we go through more life experiences, all of a sudden we start to realize what really truly is important in life. Isn't that true? Well, today we're going to be discussing the mindsets that I observe as a fiduciary, someone who works with literally thousands of people in their retirement and how they approach their retirement, how they think about their money. And I just want you to sit back. I want you to just maybe take some mental notes, even write them down, because these are more or less observations that I've seen about the various different mindsets that I come across from day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. In my two and a half decades of being an advisor, I've seen it all, or at least I think I've seen it all. And when it comes to the way that we invest our money, I think we could very easily kind of narrow it down to two different mindsets. The first mindset is going to be the growth mindset. And this is the mindset that we have to have. This is the mindset that we need to have when we are in the accumulation stage of our life. And if you've been a listener of this program for any length of time, you understand that really we have two different stages, right? We have the accumulation stage. And in the accumulation stage, that's the stage in which we're trying to grow our money. That's where we're focused on growth. But then we have the second stage, the stage that we transition into, the distribution stage. And no matter you know, how stalwart you might be, you're eventually going to find yourself in that distribution stage. Every single person does. They can't work forever. They're generally going to hang up their shingle at some point. And the reality 
is that guess what? We have to be able to understand these mindsets because if we use the wrong mindset at the wrong stage, it can be absolutely just financially disastrous for us. So these are observations. And the reason I ask you to take mental notes or even write them down is to identify what stage you're in and which of these observations of human nature you may be exhibiting. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com, and post your question to us. So let's get into it. First, looking at the growth mindset. Again, this is the area that we have to be really super focused and very, very concentrated on the growth or the appreciation of our money. This is the stage from age, say, 20 until age 60, right? Where we are really in the compounding stage of our life. And this is where we're focused on dollar cost averaging. You see, dollar cost averaging is a mathematical wonder of the world. Dollar cost averaging is where we are able to take and consistently, and that's what it takes to be good at dollar cost averaging. We are consistently taking and contributing money into something, into a particular investment or type of investments, and we are doing it with regularity. We are doing it with consistency. Dollars are going to be invested at various points throughout the life of that asset. And sometimes you're going to be buying low. And this is wonderful. It's scary for the rest of society when you're buying shares at a low price, but it's wonderful because this then helps you to average the price of your shares down. You see, when share prices are high, when the market's going high, you're buying very few shares with the dollars that you're investing in contributing to that 401k, that 403b. But when those shares are low in price, when there's panic, when there's fear, that's the time in which your dollars go further because they're able to buy more shares because they're buying them for fewer dollars, fewer smaller values. Increasing in contributions. This is another growth-based mindset that I see amongst successful retirees, successful investors, where they've taken and they have consistently over the course of time, they didn't just take and put in 1% of their paycheck. They might've started out at one, but then they went to two and then they went to five and then they went to 10 and some are as much as 20% of their paycheck, maximizing as many of their dollars that they make and saving those dollars as is possible. That's a growth mindset type of ideal, taking advantage of matches. We're silly if we don't take advantage of employer matches. If we're working for a business and they have a match, we're not putting enough in to maximize that match and get everything that they're willing to give us. We need to reconsider that. We need to get that moving. Take advantage of it. Get tax deductibility. Here's a big one. You see, when you're in the height of your earnings life, you're in a position where you know that if you can contribute more to your accounts, you're going to be in a position where you're going to be then reporting less income to the IRS and thereby paying less tax. So one of the things that I see about a growth-based mindset today is that they're trying to maximize how much they're putting into the pre-tax account so that they can 
maximize the tax deductibility and pay as little as tax. And this is going to be especially true going into 2025 when we potentially may see, in fact, I would dare say, when we will likely see a reconfiguration of our tax laws. Focus on appreciable, risky assets. This is a big one. You see, you need to be taking and focusing on assets, investing in assets that over the course of time are going to appreciate. You're going to be investing in things that have an upside, things that have potential. Now, the reality is, is that not everything has upside potential. Not everything has perpetual upside potential. But when you think about what the stock market has done, when you think about what real estate has done, when you think about all sorts of various different assets that you could throw in there, you know that there's good times and there's bad times. We've already suggested that the bad times are actually good times because it allows you to buy more for less. But you want to be investing in things that don't have glass ceilings. And I know that oftentimes we can become convinced in our mind that the stock market can only go so high. And that's true for a time. But then we know it always seems to go higher. And so this is something where if you're in the growth mindset that you should be, you're young, you're still trying to save for retirement, you're not there, you still have five or more years before you retire, you need to be focused on the upside, on things that have appreciative qualities so that they can become worth more later. What's another mindset character quality? It would be the long-term mindset. Now, I know advisors and brokers wear this line out. I know that they do. They use it as an excuse at the wrong stage of a person's life, and they try to convince them, well, you're in this for the long haul, okay? But let's face it. If you're in the accumulation stage of your life, you definitely want to be looking long-term. Don't be playing small. Be playing big because you may have 10 years. 15 years, 20, maybe even 25 years still before you retire. And you want to be able to use that time frame to your advantage. Don't squander that advantage that you have. Time and interest on money is a very wonderful thing. Giving yourself the opportunity of a long runway is an important component. So let's go through those again. The growth-based mindset. They are consistently dollar-cost averaging. They are taking advantage of matches. They are increasing their contributions. They are focused on tax deductibility. They're focused on investing in appreciable assets that have risk, yes, but have long-term rewards because they recognize the long-term time frame that they have before they retire. But you know what? The growth-based mindset is not perfect. And the growth-based mindset is something that you should have when you need to have it. But if you consistently carry with you the growth-based mindset into the years in which you are now in the distribution stage, the second stage of your life, this is where you see disastrous results. Answer this question, and I know I've asked this question hundreds and hundreds of times if I've asked it once, but what is the greatest fear? Amongst retirees today, what is it? Is it the fear of dying? You should be shaking your head right now. It is not. What is the greatest fear? That's right. It is the fear of running out of money before you run out of life. So, you see, we have to be very, very cognizant 
that when we are in the stage between age 20 and age 60, we have literally 40 years to do things right. But even at the end of the 40 years, we still have to do right things. We still have to do things correctly. Otherwise, it runs the risk of potentially taking and jeopardizing all the good that we did ourselves in the first 40 years of saving. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you, and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. And before we get into the distribution mindset, I want to take just a moment to share with you the growth mindset in the distribution stage. Because you see, if you heard what I just said, the growth mindset in the distribution stage, what we're going to be discussing is the regrets that I see, the regrets that I hear from people every single day that were never trained, they were never educated, they were never taught about when to break the growth-based mindset, when to change and shift that mindset for the new stage of life that they were going to find themselves in. Sit tight. We will be right back. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Remember the good old days when you could earn 5% on a bank CD? What if you could earn similar rates on interest and dividends to those CD rates? It's possible, and the income specialists at the Retirement Income Source can help you. We're a network of experienced financial advisors operating independently owned firms under the umbrella of the Retirement Income Source. This makes it simple and easy for you to find a retirement income specialist in your local area. Our advisors have helped hardworking Americans across the country invest and save for their retirement. Matthew Johnson is your local income specialist. He's the president of Johnson Wealth and Income Management with over 30 years experience in the financial services industry. And he's helped thousands of clients better understand the inside game of financial investing. If you're interested in learning more about Matthew Johnson, his business, and how he can help you with your retirement strategy, call 866-290-3837. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Do you understand the difference between investing for growth and investing for income? That's okay. Most folks don't. Investing for growth is your typical Wall Street portfolio full of various stocks and mutual funds. The problem is, in order to physically obtain any real money that you can use for your day-to-day expenses, you have to sell them, which means you don't own them anymore. So now, you either have far less to generate that growth, or worse yet, you don't have anything left to create more growth for next month's expenses. On the other side of the coin, when you invest for income, your hard-earned retirement dollars are invested in products that may provide cash, put directly into your bank account month after month to help provide for your retirement. For your free, no-obligation, growth-versus-income information kit, 
Call 866-290-3837. To learn how to transform your high-risk, big-fee Wall Street growth portfolio into an income-generating retirement plan, call 866-290-3837 or visit johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome to the program. And for those of you that were on the first half, welcome back, because not only have we talked about the two mindsets the growth mindset and the distribution mindset, but we're going to be discussing and recapping that growth based mindset. The mindset that says, Hey, I'm between the ages of 20 and 60 years of age, and I need to be focused on dollar cost averaging consistently every single week, every two weeks. I need to be focused on increasing my contributions and taking advantage of my matches. I need to be focused on getting the tax deductibility that I deserve so that I'm not giving most of my income away in the form of taxes. I need to be focused on appreciable assets that have risk because I have a long time frame, and I know that over the course of time, those assets can grow if I'm investing in good quality, appreciable assets. But just before I left you, I promised you that I would help you see a stage of life That is a very regrettable one. The stage of life of the growth-based mindset that's in the distribution stage. In other words, this is the person who has become so habitual in their growth-based mindset and their techniques, their strategies, that now all of a sudden they're coming to grips with the reality that the distribution stage is a very different stage. So what are some of these regrets that I hear as a fiduciary? What are some of these regrets that people will provide me in their language as they're describing their situation? One of the biggest ones is that they wish they would have saved more. Now, I know that that sounds kind of ironic when you're talking a growth-based mindset, but here's the thing. You remember where we talked about taking advantage of matches and increasing contributions? People tend to say when they're in that growth stage, I can't afford to save more. And to that, I say, you can if you become resourceful. You can figure out how. Maybe it's something as simple as figuring out how to reduce the expenses that you're paying for the way in which you're investing your money. That could amount to 1%. That could amount to as much as 4 or 5%, depending upon the type of investment that you're investing in. Variable annuities, for instance, are one of the things that come to my mind that are egregious in expenses. 3%, 3.5%, 4% or more looking at mutual funds as opposed to index funds. These are ways that you get to pay less and have more. What's another regret? That they are in the distribution stage, but they wish that they would have converted more to Roth. Now, that sounds kind of ironic, right? Because when we were looking at the growth-based stage, we were talking about take advantage of tax deductibility, right? But here's the thing, you don't have to give 100% of your contributions to the tax deductible side of your 401k, your 403b. 
you have freedom, you have liberty to be able to think about the future and realize that's right. When I retire, I bet you taxes are going to be higher. I better start focusing on doing some Roth conversions. I better be focusing on figuring out how to contribute more to the Roth side. Why? Because the Roth is able to give you tax freedom. You want tax freedom? You want to be able to withdraw a dollar from your retirement and not have Iowa tax and not have federal tax? Now, granted, the state of Iowa doesn't charge coming out of pre-tax accounts anymore, but it wasn't always that way. And we hope that it stays that way forever. But what if it doesn't? Other states like Minnesota, Nebraska, Illinois, South Dakota, Missouri. These are all states that still do tax the withdrawals from pre-tax retirement accounts. So if you have a question, go to johnsonwim.com, post that question to me, and I will make certain to get back to you either over the radio show or personally. I also thank many of you for going to my YouTube channel, Capitalized Life, and you watch videos, you give us the thumbs up, you share it with your friends, you make comments down below, and I really appreciate that as well. It's all very helpful to get the message of successful retirement investing and investing for income into the hands of those retirees that need it. What's another regret of the growth-based mindset in the distribution stage? I wish I didn't have so much risk. You see, as you get closer to retirement, why do you want to continue to risk everything that you've worked so hard to save? Because let's face it, 10% on $100,000, that's ten grand. That doesn't feel like a lot. But 10% on a million, that's $100,000. That number is a lot bigger. And so as we get closer to retirement, we want to reduce our risk. And oftentimes I found the growth-based investors that are in the distribution stage of their life, they regret continuing to have the risk that they have on their money. Because when they lose, that's when they regret it the most. What's another regret? I wish I had real income. And that kind of pairs with, I wish I didn't have to sell shares. You see, when you're focused on growth-based investments, those things are designed for appreciation. They're not designed for distribution. And oftentimes, they don't have a lot of real income. Now, granted, some stocks can pay dividends. That's true. But on average, dividends from stocks and from mutual funds and index funds are very paltry. They're paying 1%, 1.5%, maybe 2%. But you see, your required minimum distribution someday is going to be pushing four starting out the gate. Who wants to save all of this money without being able to enjoy the income from it? Real income. And here's another one. I hope my principle lasts as long as I do. What's the number one fear? It's not the fear of dying. It's the fear of running out of money. And you see, the reason that people are afraid of running out of money is not because of running out of money. Let's phrase it a different way. We want to maintain our lifestyle. We want to be able to maintain that house on the lake, those family vacations, those trips going uptown and shopping when we want to. That's our lifestyle. Being able to maintain our lawn by having to pay someone to take care of our lawn when we can't do it for ourselves, that's nice. That's a lifestyle. And it takes income. So what's the point behind all of this? The point is, you see, we need to be focused on growth when we're in the growth stage. 
But when we get to the distribution stage, our mindset needs to change to a distribution mindset, to an income mindset. Now, let me just give you this as a contrast. Here's the mindset of a person who is in the distribution stage, but now really has shifted their strategies to create income, real income. We're not talking 1% or 2%. We're talking 4%, 5%, 6% or more in income the right way. Income through interest and through dividends. Imagine a million dollars creating $60,000 a year in dividend income. The mindset of a real income distribution investor says this. I'm glad I reduce my risk and I can sleep at night. You see, you don't lose sleep when things are going well. You lose sleep when things aren't going well. And I want you to just think about this. When you're in the most vulnerable stage of your life, do you want to be losing sleep? When you're in a position where you no longer have the security of the paycheck and you're dependent upon what you've worked hard to save, do you need that kind of stress in your life? I'm glad I reduce my risk and I can sleep at night. What's another quality of a person who's really embraced income and the distribution stage with their investment strategies? I'm glad I'm invested more contractually. Now, what does that mean? Well, you see, when we're in the growth-based stage, we're focusing on appreciable assets. But when we need income and we want income in retirement, we want income that is consistent. Now we're making a shift to contractual investments. What do I mean by that? Well, yes, that could be things like government, U.S. Treasury, CDs, fixed interest annuities, that sort of thing. Those are contractual. There's no question. But we're talking about things like individual bonds, individual preferreds, things that actually have contractual dividends, contractual interest, so we can get a consistent paycheck from what we've worked hard to save. What's another one? I'm glad I'm not having to use my principal and that my principal is still there for me and my kids if I die. Now, this is a big one. How nice is it if we go back to that lifestyle situation, we think about the mathematical example I gave a moment ago, a million dollars producing $60,000 a year in interest and dividends. I want you to think about the benefit that that has, because you see, not only can you contractually own something, knowing that you're going to get paid income. But if you continue to own it and you know that your principal is safer, you know that that principal is still there for you. That means that you can have your income and down the road, should anything occur that you want a lump sum distribution, let's say you want to buy that house in Phoenix. Let's say that you want to buy that boat. Let's say that you want to take that once-in-a-lifetime trip, isn't it nice to know that your principal is all still there because you weren't chipping away at your principal month after month to get what you needed for retirement income? And you see, your money that you've worked hard to save is yours. It's for your retirement supplementation. But so many of my clients, they also believe that they want to leave a legacy. Well, wouldn't you love to be able to leave everything and maybe even more than you expected, then this is where we have to be thinking about the preservation of our principal. Because you see, if we start investing more contractually, we start investing 
more smartly into things that create real income through interest and dividends. And that becomes our focus. No longer the growth, but we're focused on the income, which thereby allows the principal to hopefully continue to grow over the course of time. Isn't that kind of like getting your cake and eating it too? Do you see the difference now in the mindsets and how both mindsets are so very vital? The growth-based while you're in the growth stage, the income distribution mindset when you're in the distribution stage. But making the shift is vital. Find a fiduciary that can help you make that shift safely. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. I'm Matthew Johnson. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks for listening. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.